Welcome to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. I'm kind of drugged up right now. <laughs> All right. There was no drugs like that in the Old West. There was no Advil. <laughs> opium. Was there? Opium. Mel's on opium. And we've also opium. got newbie co-hosts, Will. I'm sick too, you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Opium for you as well. Opium all around. And Caitlin. Yippee-ki-ha! <laughs> She's evidently not sick. <laughs> the finest of health. <laughs> and uh, today we're joined by our special guest, Robin. Yay! I've been hitting the morphine pretty hard, but it's just recreational. Oh. <laughs> That's good to know. It sharpens your mind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping an eye on my crystal. <laughs> Uh, so I don't need to ask you about your Briscoe history, because you've been on before. So. <laughs> I've been watching along with you. Yes. Yay. That's, Yay. that's your history, the end. <laughs> um, that's oh. the best we can ask. <laughs> you actually watched the show. But you're still, you're still, you're still liking it okay? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's it doesn't ask a lot of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I gotta figure out this mystery. <laughs> It's more like, ah, let's just kick back and watch Bruce Campbell and Julius Carey get the fights. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Delightful. All right, so let's reveal the high and low points of episode 14, Mail Order Brides. Uh, The high point was Mel's Mel's pandering um, (laughs) choice of every Lord Bowler moment. (laughs) And it worked. Yeah. (laughs) I can't, I can't argue. He's, he's pretty great. Yeah, uh, that that's my high point this, this episode. I'm just kidding. You're pandering to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll vote for this. <laughs> <laughs> and the low point uh, was Will's... Po- uh, oh, there's so many ill names. Will's choice of Lil Moss Will. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Will. Thank you. Yay. Will, I'm glad your last name doesn't end in an ill sound. (laughs) (laughs) It would just be even more confusing. Will McGill. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it doesn't look like we have any late feedback, so we can just go into the recap. All right, so... Oh, my God. This is the wrong notes. (laughs) Let's turn this over. Yeah, like so Asian Cooper awaits. <laughs> no, it was the notes for pirates. <laughs> we had a three-week break on down below, and I couldn't remember how we did anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling what doing here. Feeling the rust too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were on a three-week break. We were down at the uh, Twin Peaks Festival, which is pretty great. We met Will in person there. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you want to hear all about it, we put a. A uh, little audio diary on the Twin Peaks podcast feed. Oh. It's still up. If you want to hear us chattering about for like 40 minutes. Like so. longer than that. Uh, <laughs> a full hour. I'm listening to a 30 hour uh, Stephen King audiobook and I can't wait to get back to podcasts. <laughs> what book wow. is that? 112263. Oh, never heard of that one. Oh, yeah. I started reading that book and it was just so long. Oh, it what? starts off good and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> How many pages? 849, and I'm feeling every one of them. Barf. Wow. But in audio form. <laughs> so yeah. That's I'm not doing a lot of the work. 
a little easier to swallow. I listened to Bruce Campbell's audio book, If Chins Could Kill. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I liked all the behind the scenes stuff, like on the Evil Dead and Briscoe. Mm -hmm. Did he spoil anything in Briscoe? I can't remember. No, not that I remember. He talked about that scene where he almost got killed. I remember you brought yeah. that up, and I don't think there was anything spoilery there. Okay. Did you get to the part where he fights a fox for his hat? <laughs> I don't remember that part. He doesn't really fight a fox, but he like like kind of you know asks asks for his hat back and doesn't get it back. Yeah. <laughs> he calls him out, and the fox wins. Yeah. <laughs> I like the I like the stories from when he was a kid, like when he would let mosquitoes bite him, and then he would pinch his skin and force feed them until they would explode. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I read that book like years ago, but uh, just the fact that it's an audio form, I really want to revisit it now. Yeah, it, it's yeah. him doing it, is it? Yeah, it's Bruce Campbell doing it. And there's an update at the end, like after, like what happened after the book was released. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that's awesome. If chins could talk. <laughs> uh, that's a weird, that's a weird visual. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm picturing a, a vertical mouth <laughs> on a guy's chin underneath his horizontal regular mouth. It's like, it's like a vagina chin or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but we were all thinking it. <laughs> I'm on drugs, whatever. <laughs> Cheers. That's hey. the quote of the episode. I'm on drugs, whatever. Um... <laughs> Alright, so this episode, don't recall the number, but it's called Briscoe, a.k.a. It's called, uh, a.k.a. Can- not Canvas. Kansas. Season 1, episode 15, a.k.a. Kansas. Thank you. Somebody's <laughs> been now. dipping in the opium. Ah. <laughs> Robin's gonna take over from here. <laughs> Never. Aww. My name's not even Matt. You don't have any any sort of threatening feelings about this. <laughs> All right. So we open up this uh, episode, and uh, there's a guy running from Briscoe into the Horseshoe Club. He runs like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> like, his arms are just swinging and his legs are swinging. Like, I wonder if that does propel you through the through the air faster. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I might try it next time. Yeah, that's my zombie apocalypse run. <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah. I like when he turns back and he's like this sneer <laughs> that he keeps going. So you know he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he runs into the horseshoe club and Dixie's singing a song. I think it's a new one. Yeah. It's a- and I wasn't repulsed when I saw her. It's like, hey, it's Dixie. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're usually repulsed just by seeing her? I'm like, oh, God, not her again. Uh, I'm quite the opposite. That sailor in the front row, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up, trying to see under her dress? <laughs> no, just gazing fondly at, at Dixie Merchants. At the underneath of her dress? <laughs> gazing fondly at it? He was daydreaming. Mm-hmm. Nice petticoat. <laughs> All those ruffles. <laughs> I bet you that was a turn on back in the day. Ruffles. How oh gosh, they get down to three you? layers. It's like, whoa, I'm, half, I'm half, nearly nude here. Uh, Did you guys notice she was wearing some 90s fashion? Was she? She had a choker on. A choker. <laughs> Well, that was the thing before the 90s. <laughs> yeah, coming thing. Yeah, <laughs> coming thing. <laughs> when Liz, young Melissa Scully was watching this, going, yeah. <laughs> I like that style. Distant, distantly related. <laughs> um, 
So, uh... Alyssa erections. <laughs> I'll stop. Quiet, you. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, this guy goes upstairs after Dixie's done singing, goes, uh, goes up to her room, and he's confronted by a bouncer. And, uh, he, like, crushes the guy's windpipe or something. He's, like, trying to be a ninja or something. Mm-hmm. I think he's using his doctor skills. His... Yeah, his use is uh, intimate knowledge of ana- uh, anatomy. They never really brought up that he knew anything about anatomy, though, or that he was an actual doctor. He could have been a doctor of anything. Well, they call they called him Doc, Doc McCoy. But does that mean he's a doctor? I would assume. Oh. I don't know. They call him a doctor if he's not a doctor. They call but him. He could be a PhD or... doctor, not an MD doctor. Mm. What about Lord? Uh, is he really Lord? Who knows? No, I'm I'm going. <laughs> with it. He's a Lord. He's <laughs> a Lord. Right. She is house. He must be a Lord. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. He's been making a lot of money lately, so... <laughs> he that bodyguard looked a lot like Skinner. I, I hate to keep bringing back the X-Files, but <laughs> look, I was like, whoa, is that Skinner? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to look back. Um, but <laughs> like, like, the, like the guy looking back over his shoulder at Musco? Like, yeah! Exactly. That's how I do <laughs> That's it. Like Skinner. Yeah! <laughs> Makes me mad. Uh, <laughs> so this guy's name is Doc McCoy. So... Otherwise known as Bones. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this another coming thing, another reference? Oh, I didn't even get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna get it Star now. Star Trek. Yeah, I get it now. Star uh, Trek was pitched as Wagon Trains and Stars, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, trivia, that's not true. No, it's true. It really is true. <laughs> what? Really? It really is true. Oh, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, like nothing but westerns were on television at those those days and cop and cop and robber stuff. So they were like, "Here's a here's some people on a spaceship, and it's going to be like they're exploring the stars." So it's like wagon train, the wagon train they were exploring hmm. the frontier, that's cool. space, the final frontier. That's awesome. I get it now. <laughs> I'll put my Vulcan ears away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Doc tells he gets in uh, Dixie's room there and he tells her um, that John Blyas hired him to pull one last job and then after that he's done and he just wants her to come with him. <laughs> um, I can't tell how she's reacting here if she's scared or just just, just surprised. She's I guess just surprised. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, he escapes <laughs> as Briscoe busts in and uh, we get some some uh, what do you call it exposition. That uh, yes. <laughs> Doc has killed. Doc is one of the guys who killed his dad, and he's also Dex, uh, Dixie's <laughs> Dix's ex. Dixie's ex husband. <laughs> I wrote D. I wrote D instead of writing Dixie, oh. and then have ex husband right be- beside it. So I read. I said Dex. <laughs> I'm the only one who feels a little squeamish whenever Briscoe goes, Dicks. Dicks, uh, yeah. Come on, Dicks. <laughs> you find that's a bad nickname? <laughs> yeah, it's sure. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I Dixie. <laughs> Dixie's just nicer to hear than Dicks. Yeah. Doc yeah. calls her Dicks, too. Mm. The just, awkward uh, nicknames are always the best. Yeah. Dicks and Bones. Oh. <laughs> 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 Meant to be together. Aw. Uh, so after the credits, Briscoe goes to a big house looking for Lord Buller and assumes he has the wrong place. Oh. So what'd you guys think of this? You guys wanted to see his home. It yes. was fabulous. <laughs> Beyond my wildest dreams. <laughs> you just had to have the best house ever. I want to know where Briscoe lives. He doesn't live anywhere. He lives in a motel. 
He lives on Comet's back. Where was Com- <laughs> Where was Comet in this episode? Yeah, he wasn't way? anywhere. I saw this scene and I was like, "Oh my God, thank you, Matt, for asking to be beyond this. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. It's it's yeah, not just awesome." Like- yeah. It's not just awesome that he has the best, but he appreciates the fineries. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I honestly, after this episode, I was looking up uh uh the crystal that he was talking about. Baccarat and uh Lalik. Is it a real thing? <laughs> it's real. It's a real thing and he knows what he's talking about. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Or at least Carlton Hughes does. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing that I was—I was very thankful to be signed up for this episode because, uh, oh. um, or to be asked asked on for this episode because uh, not only written by Carlton Cuse but directed by Rob Bowman. So. Right. Yeah, I meant to bring that up. Is this the yeah. first time he's directed one? I think so. It's the first time I noticed it. Yeah. Hmm. Did you know he was on this show? It doesn't surprise me. You know, a lot of these uh, X Files people came from you know working and working with Briscoe as well, like Kim Manners. So, yeah, Kim Kim Manners has done like three episodes or something so far, yeah. and the whole uh, Stephen J. Canal uh, <laughs> Canal um, uh, TV Club. You know, I mean, I'm just looking on the IMDb right now, and um, Rob Bowman worked b- before the X Files um, on the A Team. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, this indeed is Lord Bowler's home. Oh, by the way, his coat is delightful. It's like a Hugh Hefner house robe from the <laughs> yeah, smoking jacket. I was yeah. expecting like a harem of ladies to be attending him. Oh, that, that would be the only <laughs> make it better. <laughs> you just open a door of like from one of his rooms, and there's just a party with, full of ladies there. Yeah. <laughs> Balloons and streamers come yeah. out, and he closes the door. You don't actually see it. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down Bowler is Batman. Like, he's literally living like Batman. <gasps> he so true. <laughs> I really like his butler, too. Yeah. Reginald. Reginald. <laughs> I love that he calls Briscoe Bowler's faithful companion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked seeing Briscoe put in his place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's not always the, the lead. Mm. They're partners. Um, so, uh, yeah, Reginald goes and gets Bowler, and uh, Briscoe's checking out the crystal. Uh and they have a little conversation about that, but I don't want to steal any quotes. <laughs> um, so Briscoe informs him about the uh, Doc McCoy situation, and then uh, Socrates shows up, and uh, McCoy has broken Rita Avnet out of uh, jail in exchange for some info. What do you think of this whole thing? Wasn't I expecting wasn't expecting to see her, to see her again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? I, d- I didn't get catch a reference until we actually see her later, and I was like, oh... <laughs> Oh her, yeah. Mm. I, I wasn't. I thought she would be more like diabolical because I, from the last episode, I didn't think she was crazy, but more just like really on John Bly's team. But yeah, yeah I guess the time in jail, you know, she's just obsessed over him <laughs> for some reason. I thought I got the impression that she was using him in the other yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Same. So did I. Yeah. Well, sometimes you you know you go into a con job and then all of a sudden you find yourself falling in love. Oh. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's a disturbing kind of love. (laughs) Did did you guys see the uh, the photoshopped Beauty and the Beast poster? They they changed it from Beauty and the Beast. They changed it to Stockholm Syndrome, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) There are a few other ones, weren't there? I can't remember. That's the one I saw. Um. So, um, so yeah. Re- oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead. Is it, or we did a part where like 
Oh, I can't remember. You go ahead. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so she's... Rita's been writing Socrates' letters, and uh, she's in love with him. Homer did his laugh in the scene here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time he laughs like that, I'm always like, eee! It just makes my heart all fuzzy. So nice. Aww. <laughs> Uh, Briscoe and Dixie are walking and talking. Oh, how what? many times are they going to talk about their relationship? Uh, it happens like four or five times in this episode. Yes, but it hap- it seems every time she's on an episode, they talk about their relationship and how they're going to make it work and whether yeah. they should make it work. You know, I think from the ending that we probably won't have too many more of those conversations. No. Mm. But it sounds like they're still going to be like, as long as long for as long as he's not around, it's an open relationship mm. still. Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> All right. Um, so Dixie. That's what you'd say back then because that's what you use. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Dixie so Prentice. I don't know if I'd use that for a metaphor for a relationship, but okay. <laughs> this means act or. I know, but it's a gross don't. metaphor for a relationship. You know what, baby? I'm just I'm just gonna shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> how much I'm committed. <laughs> Your relationship? What? I, no, I said their relationship. <laughs> was oh. They sickened me with their sweetness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Dixie married uh, Doc McCoy at a young age, and it was a mistake. Uh, Briscoe wants her help to get into his gang, uh, but she's wary about helping him because she might still have feelings for Doc. Oh. <laughs> she's made several bad choices in men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including her current one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? No. Bad choice. I was surprised that Briscoe could, you know, so easily go undercover when he was, like, just chasing this guy. Like, he didn't catch a good look at him at all? I guess not, yeah. Yeah, that was surprising. (laughs) It was all nice. Did he see him, like, running from far away and was like, hey, there's a bounty hunter coming. I don't want to make sure that's a bounty hunter. I'm just going to (laughs) run. I'm not going to check and make sure it's a guy out for a dog or something. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I guess so. I don't like the looks of that silhouette. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, Is that why we have the silhouette scene later on? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of silhouettes. Yeah. Um, so Dixie goes to Doc McCoy's club. There's a guy with a weird accent. What accent is that? I thought he might have been French. You think? I don't Possibly. Mm. Apparently, I'm not a good judge of, of uh, French accents. <laughs> so I've been in on French. <laughs> I can't remember. I could be. A, I could have been researching Crystal at this point. <laughs> I really don't remember an accent. <laughs> Crystal Hawks. <laughs> <gasps> See, Bowler should have ended up with her. He should have put so. her in a, a armoire. <laughs> I really trap her in an armoire. I really want oh my stuffer friend. I want there to be an episode with Bowler with Bowler getting a girlfriend. There has to be. Yeah. Um, so, Doc Martin, and uh, Doc McCoy. Doc Martin. Oh, no. He's so got, the shoe guy. He's got some, uh, info about a super cannon. That's what he got from, uh, Rita. And he's gonna use it to get the orb somehow. Um, and his buddy Mongoose has some hard feelings against Dixie, it seems. Uh, Briscoe's outside doing some trick shooting. What'd you guys think of all this stuff? <laughs> yeah. it was filler I don't know I, just... I really liked Bruce Campbell in this scene I liked him hamming it up yeah, yeah. It, was good. Mm-hmm. it seemed too easy though too easy shooting all those bottles 
Oh, he's put a bullet down a chamber before, and he's lodged a bullet in a winch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but this at this point, I was like, oh, come on. You're blindfolded. Come on. That's... He's that good. Uh, he's got radar sense. Uh, that's pretty much he's his... like a bat echolocation. Yeah. Frisco Murdoch. He must be. <laughs> uh, Lord Bowler's going as Joe Echo Hawk, which is one of his names that we heard previously. <laughs> yeah. Crystal. And uh, Mongoose and Briscoe are going to have a shoot-off. Mongoose uh, chickens out, though, once he finds out that it's Kansas Wiley Stafford. Well, first they they ricochet those bullets off the pans (laughs) into the bottles, which is also ridiculous. Yeah. Is this where a guy gets shot accidentally? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the guy who shot... Okay. I just looked him up. The guy with the accent, I think he's supposed to be German. Oh, again? Yeah. The name of the saloon is Spurtsum Saloon, and I noted it because it was just a really weird name. Yeah. (laughs) It's a German name, and the actor is German. Yeah. They did call him by the name of the uh, saloon. What is up with these Germans and, like, their weird accents? (laughs) (laughs) These fake Germans? Well, it sounds like like a fake accent. Like, it doesn't sound real. (laughs) But again... Maybe they just ham it up for the sake of television maybe yeah. they try to make a fake german accent even though they're german yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I nazis was... they're a coming thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh. i was uh looking up all the people in this episode and i didn't find anything super interesting except for the guy who plays mongoose he was a voice double for lando calrissian a bunch of times <laughs> oh. looks like kind of looks like him. Mm-hmm. i love his name oba baba Tunde. oh yeah. yeah that's pretty delightful. sweet mm-hmm. Uh, they made a reference to Riverboat, like you have to have money to bet money or something like that. Yeah, something he must <laughs> learn down south. Yep. Nice callback. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Mongoose calls him out, and then, um, yeah, he chickens out when Dixie comes out and does a little acting and pretends that Briscoe is Kansas Wiley Stafford, which is also a callback to the pilot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, where are we back? Where are we now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he backs down for a moment, but he's pretty quickly, like, suspicious. He's like, wait a second, Kansas doesn't have a, a companion, and he's left, or he's right-handed. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, for now, he accepts it. Uh, and then we cut to Socrates eating lunch. Oh. What? Rita. Rita? You don't like Rita? I don't know. She's just, like, I don't know. Kind of so intense. I kind of like crazy Rita. <laughs> <laughs> crazy as Rita. <laughs> and um, Socrates is eating lunch, and he's surprised by Rita, and she shows up and confesses her love. <laughs> she will not be rejected. <laughs> <laughs> she make it sound like uh, she just like basically decided not to be in jail anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. The guard. This isn't for me. No, she she got broken out by. Dog. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I. Yeah, very Glenn Close in the scene, by the way. Uh, fatal attraction. I I won't be ignored. Uh, <laughs> that's that's Rita. <laughs> wow. I really liked. Uh, usually, I can take or leave Socrates, but I really liked him in this episode. Yeah. 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 He was very intense. He was very comedic. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, we cut back to Mongoose um, telling Briscoe and Bowler that they have to go through him. They can't talk directly to Doc. 
Um, Briscoe's worried about Dixie. And then we cut to a stupid scene. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe somebody likes it. Who likes the scene between I think it's hilarious. Doc and Dixie <laughs> with the picnic? Oh. And the doc um, and I, I had like a uh, flashback, or rather flash forward, uh, to what Carlton Cuse will be doing with Lost. And it just reminded me of uh, uh, the scene with Ben and Kate on the beach, like this out-of-place uh, table and chairs, beautiful sunset. Mm. Um, and, of course, Kate's in handcuffs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's trying to make it as nice as possible. I can't remember that scene. I've only seen that show once. Um, um, what? It's the silhouettes were hilarious. It was like I felt like it was like a puppet animation with like badly synced <laughs> on over top. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious as well. Yeah, it was a shadow puppet show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just basically wrote black, and then it was uh, pretty much yeah, pretty much the worst thing. Yeah, they, they <laughs> smooch. Yeah, it's kind of unusual too. Mm. They haven't really done anything like that before. Mm. This guy is uh, this actor. I think he's like a soap opera star or something. But I guess he was uh, also in an '80s uh, TV show called The Charmings, where he played like Prince Charming, and it's basically like <laughs> Prince Charming and Snow White sent to modern times to live amongst like the, like suburbs, like Once Upon a Time without like the magic, basically. Oh wow! I need to watch this. <laughs> walk around and they like gross everyone out with too much PDA. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, so Doc's gang is spying on on, on uh, an artillery gun. Something thing. Uh, they're marveling at the tech, or Briscoe's marveling at the tech, but he's also kind of horrified at the same time. Uh, I was horrified at the fact that it shot, waited a moment, and then lurched backwards. <laughs> like, eh, that was a little off, guys. <laughs> a little bit. Print. <laughs> uh... So Doc is going to steal this gun and transport it, or steal the gun while it's in transport. Briscoe and Mongoose are going to be the distraction. Uh, then we cut to Socrates meeting with Breakstone. I love this scene. This was the best scene. <laughs> episode. Yep. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I loved it too, and I was like, I, I was like, who is this Who is this new character? And then I looked it up and I saw that he's been in like three other episodes. <laughs> like, you I'm not paying attention. You don't remember him? Every time he comes on, he's like, I'm U.S. Attorney Breakstone. How can you not remember? He keeps repeating his name. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> the, the, last time I, the last time he was on, Socrates was like, don't you think everyone knows that by now? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you look up his IMDb? Yeah, he's barely done anything. Yeah, it's like he was on Santa Barbara for like 30 episodes, did like, you know, a few episodes of Briscoe, and then it's just like softcore porn, softcore porn, and, and done. <laughs> I didn't know there was any What? Porn. Yeah. No way. There's one with Shannon Tweed oh, of Human God. Desires. He does uh, probably like four years after Briscoe. What? Objects <laughs> of Obsession. I must seek these out. <laughs> just, just nothing. There's nothing. I, I really, honestly, his voice, I was expecting him to be like a big voice actor because, yeah. I don't know, it just sounded very like, like him talking was almost like, like they cast Rich Little or something, you know? Yeah. Mm. I guess it just wasn't his thing. He didn't feel like doing the softcore porn pull-ass like voice acting for kid stuff. It's one of the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. wow. I guess porn is way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but that's yeah. He's been Wait, in a few. Is that his porn name too, Ginger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said that's his name. <sighs> but uh. <laughs> oh lord. But yeah. Ginger Breakstone. <laughs> that is a good porn name when you think about it. Ginger <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> so if you don't remember him, you were probably confused as to why I said I'm still U.S. Attorney Breakstone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no idea. <laughs> You'll never forget him now. And I'll have to go back and rewatch all of his episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, someone's made a montage you can watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna type. I'm gonna type into uh, Google "ginger montage" and see what happens. That's <laughs> <laughs> what comes up. Oh, uh, please do. <laughs> Soccer <Full> report. <laughs> <coughs> wants, uh, wants the government's protection um, but Breakstone doesn't believe that Socrates could ever be wanted by Rita so it's like I'm going to the ballet bye <laughs> uh, Rita witnessed this whole thing and she's not pleased uh, and we cut to the next day and the army's transporting the gun uh, Doc's gang takes out the guards um, steals it uh, Briscoe stops mongers from slitting a guy's throat but, I don't know, he's very willy-nilly with knocking people out, Briscoe. And, you know, people can just die if you hit him in the head to a head rock. That's what I always... Still, you know, he, he stopped the guy from getting killed. Yeah. So. that's I guess it's concrete that he did stop that guy from being killed. But mm-hmm. I always wondered that about Batman. He's Especially if you ever played the Batman video games, the latest ones. He's knocking guys out left and right. I'm like, how many of these people are dead? <laughs> <laughs> Just so many cracks to the skull. Um, Mongoose, uh, so they, him and Mongoose uh, go off, and Bowler and Doc go off in a different direction with the real gun. Uh, Mongoose, Mongoose reveals that he knows about Briscoe. Uh, he wired a friend who knows the real Kansas. And he ties Briscoe to a runaway wagon, which goes is going to go over a cliff. And uh, what did Briscoe escape with? I couldn't even tell what it was. I couldn't tell either. Some sort of wrench-like thing. I don't know. I thought maybe it was some sort of metal wire in a coil that he, like, unspurred and stuck in. That's my best guess. Uh, Um, About this chase, the only note I really had, um, probably because I was looking up uh, um, ginger montages, um, (laughs) uh, was... uh, (laughs) <laughs> um, the camera work on the pursuing soldiers, the soldiers that are running out or chasing after them, mm. like it's really sped up and unfocused. So I'm taking a point off Rob Tom, Rob Thomas, Rob Bowman. Listening <laughs> 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 to a lot of match. Take one point off for both. <laughs> <laughs> they both lose. But yeah, the Briscoe steals a horse, one of the army guys' horse, and that, at that point, I was like, where has Comet been this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Like he Briscoe's in disguise, but it's not like Comet is more famous than Briscoe. He didn't have to ditch Comet and like not use Wait. him on this mission. But Briscoe's not actually wearing a disguise. He's dressed like he always is. Yeah, well, I guess he's just going in an alias, but he could have made up an alias for Comet too. Maybe Comet's on vacation. <laughs> it's Comet vacation time? Yeah. Maybe oh, should have made a joke about that. About what? That Comet's on vacation. Yeah. At I guess. a spa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there was um, a, a comic for um, G.I. Joe, tangent, very tangent, but I'll bring it right back, I promise. Uh, Let's see <laughs> how you right. do this. So, so <laughs> G.I. Joe had a comic, and there was this one issue, it was really awesome, and it's kind of famous, too, um, where um, they just focus on Snake Eyes, and Snake Eyes is, you know, mute. Mm-hmm. And so there's, like, just no word balloons throughout the entire comic, and you watch, the, you, you follow Snake Eyes throughout this whole mission. And uh, I just imagine, like, uh, uh, Comet getting his own side episode and just completely silent. And you're just watching this horse, like, on a mission, you know, <laughs> tracking down a bomb bounty of his own. Oh, man. That'd yeah, that'd awesome. be, that would be awesome. Maybe he is, like, maybe he's not on vacation. Maybe he's taken down a separate bounty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the horse that carried the guy that killed him. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> dead. <laughs> he's taking out the guy's horse. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Frisco can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oats they just, to you, pal. They just have like a rearing fight where they just kick each other's hooves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, epic. So epic. <laughs> There's like explosions in the background. <laughs> um. So Mongoose pulls up to Sorry. what? I said warhorse. <laughs> yeah, they're both they're both on fire. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Mongoose pulls up to Dixie and he pulls a gun on her. But uh, Briscoe, like, Superman tackles him. <laughs> it seems like the timing of this whole section of the episode is really weird. Because, like, when Briscoe go- is about to go off the, the cliff, it mm-hmm. takes forever for the wagon to go off the cliff. Enough mm-hmm. enough time to give him to, like, you know, take his chains off or whatever. Yeah. And, like, it takes him no time at all to get back. Even though the guy's been gone for a while now. It's the power of the orb. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> He yep. speeds up time. <laughs> Maybe that's what that speeding up thing was. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> He's got Zach Morris powers. <laughs> uh, so Briscoe saves her, and then he sends Mongoose off on the back of a horse. And we see him again after this. I don't think no. so. Is he in the final scene? No, I don't think he is. I think so. But in another episode? Maybe. Uh, Doc catches them hugging. Ooh. Like, when you hear a horse coming up, would you realize, oh, people shit, people are coming up. Let's mm. stop. Maybe, you know, in the Wild West, it's just white noise in the background. Something that just doesn't really register sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Still. I don't buy it. <laughs> They're staring too deeply into each other's eyes. Oh, they were in the moment. That's yeah. what it was. Uh, Briscoe enters a saloon later, and he's talking to Dixie about the plan for the cannon they're uh, worried about how it's going to go um, Doc warns Briscoe off of Dixie uh, she's my girl uh, uh, nothing else there I guess um, so Socrates is in Bowler's house uh, <laughs> what do you guys think of this scene Love. when Rita comes in uh, if it had more Bowler it would be my favorite scene I'd say <laughs> Not only because of the hijinks where he, he is, this is where he takes her out, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not only just that, but I like the fact that Socrates like kind of has pity on her, mm-hmm. and he, he, I, I'm not sure if that's anybody's quote, but not mine. But it's he, he says that she shouldn't, you shouldn't be dating for a while. You know, like you need you need to get yourself some help. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's not even like it, I, I didn't actually take it as funny. I just took it as like, aw. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy girl. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would date me. <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I like their their little uh, scuffle here. I like how intense he is. Like he's like like every line he spouts is very intense. I, yeah. I love when he yells. He's yeah, like, yeah. Careful of the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. though that's the best thing though when he like throws that whole armoire onto her body. Like, <laughs> it's just like I'm surprised she was still alive. <laughs> her body yeah. should have been flattened. Yeah. <laughs> You've got some good upper body strength, that Socrates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, then in the morning, uh, Dixie comes down from upstairs. How did she get away with spending the night with him without sleeping with him? That's what I want to know. She's lying. With Doc. Yeah. She's got to be lying. <laughs> but uh, she learned that they're u- using the cannon to get the orb. Um, they're going to fire knockout gas into a town where the orb is. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, this is pretty good of him. He's not actually killing everyone in the town. He's just knocking them out. That's uh, only because the orb is there. He didn't want to destroy the orb. I'm sure if he <laughs> wanted to get in there and there was no orb, he'd just kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how incensed Buller is when he hears the word orb. <laughs> Go, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I just like that, that reaction. <laughs> um... So, uh, Briscoe and Dixie get into a heated, uh, argument over, over her feelings for Doc and all that, and Buller wants the hell out of there. <laughs> um, Doc is called for the, what? Go ahead. I was gonna say, that's pretty nosy of Briscoe. He doesn't have any hold over Dixie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he kind of, he waved that right earlier in the episode. He's like, I can handle it. <laughs> I won't get jealous. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that would happen, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doc has called for the real Kansas, and um, he's kind of underwhelming. The real Kansas. Yeah. He's got creepy eyes. I'll yeah. give him that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's scary at first, and then later, just <laughs> yeah. like what a moron. It's just lame. I want to know how they got locked up in the sheriff's jail. Who's the sheriff of this town? <laughs> I was like, am I not paying attention here? Or what <laughs> yeah. happened? I think Doc probably just, you know, runs everything. Maybe. I, I did I did write down, I said, you know, all all these jail cells look the same. Yeah, they <laughs> are. Sheriff stations. It is the exact same set every time. Yeah. Oh, we've been here before. Nope. <laughs> we have. They don't even shoot it from a different angle half the time. Um, Briscoe's talking to Kansas, uh, who was uh, guarding them. He's buttering up his ego. Um, he lures him over. Again, I like Bruce Campbell hamming it up here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just, I, I was, I was very much like, okay, that, uh, how stupid uh, Kansas ends up being after all the, all the talk about him. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I was like, okay. Was, well, you whatever. don't need brains to shoot, shoot fast. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess so. It was still slightly disappointing. Yeah. I wanted more from Kansas. Hopefully he'll be back. Get to redeem himself. With his baby blue eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. His icy cold stare. Um, and his fucked up hand. <laughs> he was talking about his hand got shot. Oh, yeah. Remember, <laughs> was about to give it a massage. Yeah. Aww, he should have. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Doc and his gang are firing those gas cylinders at the soldiers in town. Scientists are working on the orb. Um, I totally missed out on uh, the talk about how 
he was going to shoot knockout gas into the town oh. because they get us all set up and then he starts shooting and then people just start falling over. Just I was like, crying. these are the worst effects ever. <laughs> There's not even an explosion. They're just falling over. Like, oh, it's knockout gas. Never mind. <laughs> I agree. I wasn't paying attention either. <laughs> Um, I love the guy who, like, rolls off the roof. That looked like an intense stunt. He, like, really, yeah. he really gained momentum. I want to know how that ended for him. <laughs> Obviously not well. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one, too. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just had shell shock. He's like, I can't stand this war zone. He's <laughs> like those, uh, fading goats or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's nah. a defense mechanism. <laughs> Uh, probably shit himself too. He's just let go. <laughs> um, so uh, after they knock out all the gu- all the soldiers, they go into the town, and uh, Briscoe and Bowler are waiting for them, posing as knocked out guys. And they so they were in the town while the knockout gas was there. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I was confused too, but I could have sworn I saw like a brief shot of them, like. You know, zooming into town after after this all happened. Yeah, they got on horseback. Or maybe if they, <laughs> maybe if they lay low to the ground from the beginning, then they don't inhale the gas. I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> A genie did it. Uh, <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> so then uh, there's some fighting and then Doc and Briscoe have a showdown yeah he learns Briscoe's true identity um, they talk about Dixie Doc really seems to love her but I don't care um, <laughs> Briscoe pretends to give up which I thought was a really stupid move when a guy's got his gun on you <laughs> But it's a family show, so... <laughs> well, I think it worked because Doc loves Dixie so much. And, you know, Doc presented the situation of them both dying, and then Dixie would have no one. So Briscoe pretends to have a heart. Hmm. I don't know. I still don't believe that he, as soon as Briscoe lowered his gun, the Doc wouldn't just blast him. But <laughs> but in this situation, though, like, you see Briscoe lower his gun, and then slowly Doc lowers his gun and uncocks it. You can hear it, but Briscoe hasn't uncocked his gun. That's mm. pretty stupid. That's Doc's part. So Doc's yeah. Doc's just dumb. Yeah, very disappointing. I mean, this was pretty much tied with uh, Kansas of how quickly he gets taken out and how yeah. stupidly he gets taken out. Yeah, we need more room for all those love scenes, Robin. Uh, I'm just saying, it's the bad guy. It's the bad guy. <laughs> it's got to be a little more smarter than that. Doc I was, agree. Doc was blinded by love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Briscoe gets another angled shot and uh, hits him in the hand, I guess. Uh, then, uh, Briscoe goes in, and, uh, he doesn't even check on Bowler, who's been knocked unconscious, but, uh, he He's goes... He's just an asshole this episode. Yep. <laughs> he goes in, uh, to check the orb. Doesn't, doesn't give a shit about Doc's feelings. Doesn't <laughs> check on Bowler when Bowler's knocked out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe Bowler was knocked out. No? no? He was just pretending? <laughs> he just didn't have to take a rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you handle this, Briscoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm tired of fighting. Oh, it's, a pillow. I'm gonna take a it's like it's like a frilly pillow, though. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. I'm tired. Um, He's got a crocheted blanket over him. <laughs> so, what'd you guys think of this orb scene? What? 
Uh, can you explain to me what happened? <laughs> like, how is this possible? Yeah, Time no, travel. Is this Briscoe from season three? Uh, I'm not saying. <laughs> but. So the, the orb created some sort of temporal shift. At first, I thought it was just like a recording, like a message sent back through time. Mm. Okay. But sense. actually, it can't have been because Briscoe took the orb with him. Future Briscoe. Yeah, I, know. I, was, I was wondering how can an image of himself take the orb? <laughs> so it was a temporal shift, so they're actually both okay. there at the same time. As long as you're within like a certain proximity of the orb, it will work. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. They're both. They're both. Well, I'm glad the science works for this one because. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the the fringe bogus science. Thing. <laughs> I love I love uh, that Caitlin knows all about what's going on here because I have no idea. <laughs> Secret. I just, I just sound like I do. <laughs> like, you know, I could buy some of the stuff in Lost, but I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe more will, will be revealed in the future. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as an Evil Dead fan, mm-hmm. you see two Bruce Campbells, you want to see a fight. Oh, <laughs> and I was so sad that there wasn't one. Aww. Yeah, Briscoe's too accepting of himself. Yeah, I wonder what reason. I wonder what reason future Briscoe could have to fight past Briscoe. If future Briscoe becomes like obsessed with the power he's gained from the orb, mm. and then past Briscoe has to take him down. Yes, snap out of it. Yeah, they could have just been fighting over the orb. Yeah. Oh, mine. No, oh, mine. This whole time, Briscoe himself was the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this Briscoe is frustrated by the answers he's getting from himself. Even <laughs> like, yes, he's not too helpful even to himself. <laughs> Nope. He's just like, hey, you're on the right track. Yeah, keep doing hey, what you're doing. Hey, future me, could you just, uh, you can make things a little easier. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you I had know to go how through. I'm feeling. <laughs> I had to go through this. No, you do too. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, true. Because then he'd be erased from the timeline. Oh. Yeah, it's so complicated. Uh, so Professor Cole has the other orb, and uh, past, uh, present Briscoe is tasked with getting it. Um. Then, uh, yeah, future Briscoe disappears with the orb. I feel like this is not that far into the future, because he doesn't look any different. No. He doesn't have a gnarly scar or a missing arm or something. He's, like, super old and covered in frost. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Oh, that would have been awesome if you had to keep shooting himself with, like, like, freezing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Intro to X crossover. Um... My name is now Fresco. Uh, So then we cut to uh, Bowler's home again. He comes home. Socrates tries to scamper off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's he's hastily glued the crystal back together. I know. That's just uh, just classic comedy. (laughs) He glued all the crystal back together. And it looks frosted now, too. (laughs) I feel like Crystal wouldn't be easy to glue back together. No. No. Maybe it wasn't hastily done. Maybe he took his time and got every little piece in there. I like, yeah, I like how Reginald has to calm Bowler down. I know. It's like... Such a good butler. It's like he's teaching him how to be civil. He's like, he is Alfred. Yeah. (laughs) Now remember, Bowler, what we talked about pushed the rage all the way down. (laughs) All the way down. You can see him doing that. You can see him like, he's like, he like cricks his neck he's like you know getting rid of the rage yeah. pushing it down <laughs> yeah. oh. bowler why do we fall, why do we fall? 
Reginald, this soup's cold. It's supposed to be cold. <laughs> um, so then at the end, something happens with Briscoe. Yeah, I fell asleep during this. <laughs> with two minutes to go, you fell asleep? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering which scene was worse, though. The scene between Briscoe and Dixie or the scene between uh, Doc and Dixie? Definitely the Doc one. Yeah? It was so melodramatic with the, the, oh, yeah. the uh, silhouettes and stuff yeah. and the dialogue. Yeah. But, yeah. They say the L word. Yeah. So... No more girl of the week, right? You would hope not. No, because they say, because she says, like, as, for as long as you, you're still running around, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not going to wait around on you. I'm still going to get with guys and stuff. <laughs> she basically said that. She says that, but Briscoe doesn't say that. Yeah. Mm. Well, but he's still going to do it. We'll see if he can keep it in his pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, they come come across another person, another lady, a uh, lovely lady, and... Bowler's like, oh, hell, you're going to take this one, too. And was <laughs> like, nope, I'm committed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Bowler gets dibs. Yeah. <laughs> She's all yours. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So any more notes about the episode or we want to go to ratings? Um, one more note. Yeah. Okay. So when they're taking in the picture at the end, I'm like, oh, please don't smile. You're just going to ruin the picture. <laughs> yes. And I thought, no. it, I, was thinking- I thought it was from Briscoe. And then I was like, no, this is a completely different thing. Like, because I, I watched recently A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they they must have looked like complete loons. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is like one of the best gags in that movie besides the, uh, the cameo appearance that I want to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about them smiling. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it took longer than a second to take a picture in the West. Hmm. Yeah, that's why. Like, n- that's the, why nobody that, smiled back yeah, then. Yeah, they were all stern faces. Because <laughs> like, it took like up to a minute. In, in well, I don't know if it was that types. long, but you had to you had to hold your smile in the exact same position if you wanted to smile and have it not come out blurry. Yeah, that's why everyone looks all grumpy in those old pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just neutral face. Um, any more notes? Uh, no. Okay. Who wants to rate it? Uh, do you want to go first, Robin? Sure. Um, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. Um, had fun um, watching it uh, for the most part. I mean... Just the fact that we got to take a peek into Boulder Manor uh, for a couple scenes, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, for once, I wasn't annoyed with the cutting back to Socrates stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it, it always seems to be a thing with this show. It's like, you know, if Socrates is going to be the episode, he's not going to really be much part of the adventure. He's just going to be do- off doing some other hijinks uh, back at the office or, you know, with the villains or something. Yeah. Um, but I really, really enjoyed him. I thought the orb stuff... Uh, when Double Briscoe shows up, um, I was very intrigued and just kind of blown away. Um, so I'd say, uh, I mean, I have to, I have to take a point off for Rob Bowman's, uh, camera work during that, during that, uh, chase. I expect better out of him. Um, he does direct the X-Files feature film as well as, uh, Electra. So these are two pantheons of cinema. Um, I expect more. Um, and I'm going to take a point off for, um, 
Oh, the love stuff. So I'm going to give it... Um, eight? Eight. That's math. Um, <laughs> eight out of ten faithful companions. All right. All right. Um, I think I'm going to uh, take half a point off for the romance. Um, I did not enjoy the romance at all, but the rest of the episode was great. I loved... I love Bruce Campbell. I love Julius Carey. I loved. I even love Christian Clements in this time. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll take another half point off for the weak, the weak, the weakness of the villains a little bit. So nine <laughs> out of ten hearty laughs on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Who else wants to go? I will. Well, I really enjoyed the episode. I liked all the stuff that Bowler, Bowler had a lot of good stuff this episode, and I liked more of seeing more of the orb. I will take some points off for the romance, the two different romance scenes. Mm-hmm. But Brightstone, he was also really good. So I'll give it eight out of ten starter homes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna go, Mel? Yeah, I can go. Um, yeah, I don't like. Briscoe and Dixie eternally pondering their relationship. So hopefully that's over now, but I took, yeah, I took a point off for just, yeah, the romance stuff like the rest of you, and yeah, this episode was pretty good. Although, yeah, I didn't really think about the villains Mm. until you kind of mentioned it. Yeah, they were kind of weak. Like, the whole stuff with the, like, artillery and all that, I wasn't really paying attention to that, and I probably should have (laughs) been... Whatever! I'm on drugs. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10 broken leaks. <laughs> Caitlin? Yeah, okay. I, I really enjoyed this episode. There were... I, I didn't feel like there were really any boring parts. Like, even the parts that weren't so great. Like, the sunset was super cheesy and just hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all the way through. I, I enjoyed it. And I, yeah... The icing on the cake, like, was Bowler's house. As soon as that came on, all my notes are, like, in capital letters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to give it uh, 9 out of 10 uh, Briscoe talk. I don't... (laughs) Briscoe ham up talk. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So high points (laughs) and low points. Is anybody ready to go already? Oh, obviously, High Point is visiting Bowler's townhouse. I'll just steal that from everybody. <laughs> I'm going to jump on Robin's wagon. Yeah. Yay! Join the wagon. I think I agree. It's pretty great. All right. Uh, so that's you. I'll be the descent. My High Point was the Brightstone scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> you stole mine. <laughs> uh, oh God, so there's only two. There's only two yeah, this week. Yeah, let's do it. That's just showdown. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we have more crystal. Yeah. <laughs> Will uh, Will and I are starting at a deficit of one one vote. <laughs> We're gonna catch up. Uh, we won't catch up. Bowler always wins. <laughs> are you starting to resent Bowler for that? Or? <laughs> no, I can never resent Bowler. Okay. Uh, what was your low point, Robin? Oh gosh. Uh, well, I put it. I put a tie, and I don't know if that's a that's allowed. But I, I put a tie between how stupid Kansas is and how stupid Doc is. <laughs> uh, how, they're, how easily they're defeated. Um, I'll just so I, stu- how easily this the, the how stupidly the villains are defeated. How about that? Okay, because it was stupid. <laughs> you expect you expect more from your villains. Yeah, you do. 
Um, well, I at least wanted Br- uh, Briscoe to, you know, punch him a few times for dragging it, dragging us all through this whole like uh, uh, love triangle nonsense. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna. My low point is just love. Aww. Rather pessimistic. (laughs) No, what are you doing over there? (laughs) That doesn't doesn't bode well for us. (laughs) We're not on a TV show. As far as I know. Or are you, yeah. Yeah. Our love is not corny or anything. Right, right, uh, Pumpkin? (laughs) (laughs) Aww. All right, um, now what's yours? Uh, oh, it's gotta be the sunset scene. Sunset scene. Although, it's kind of a high point as well, because it's so hilarious, but I'm <laughs> gonna move that. Uh, Caitlin, what do you got for your low? Um, I thought, I don't know, I just didn't really enjoy as much when Mongoose, like, was confronting Briscoe about not being Kansas. Yeah. It just kind of seemed like a bit of a letdown, or like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Called you, buddy. <laughs> so character of mongoose or the how do you want me to word that hmm uh mongoose's suspicions yes just word it like that okay <laughs> will what do you got i just put dixie's man problems <laughs> <laughs> nice. so basically her whole life yeah. <laughs> yeah. except for when she's singing i guess yeah basically yeah okay uh quote time who wants to go first there are a lot of ones that were just kind of lame, and I didn't want to put them down. <laughs> but I got Bowler. Want a little cheese with that ham? <laughs> oh, Will, did you get the chapter titles from this episode? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> chapter one was Not a Welcome Wagon. <laughs> and chapter two was... Here's looking at you, kid. Oh. I see. Okay. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Neither. Huh. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the uh, the orb scene he's talking about. I don't know. Oh, because he's oh yeah, because he's looking at himself. Oh, clever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't even think about that. All right. Matt, do you uh, want to do that shitty scene? All right, the we'll do the shitty scene, scene together. Find the, uh... Do you have one? <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, part of it, just the end. All right. Where are we? So you start here. And then I'll do that, okay. and do that, and then I'll do that. Okay. Okay? I'll do whatever it takes to get you back, Dixie. Doc, no! Dixie, Dixie, wait! You don't have to run away from me. All you have to do is look in my eye and tell me you... you I'm actually you, looking Matt in the eye now. <laughs> tell, it's me, giving him out. tell me you don't have feelings for me anymore. I can't! <laughs> uh, so lame. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Who else got one? Um, I have a conversation, but it's a really short one, so I'll just do it myself. Um, Dixie, he's going to use the cannon to get the orb. Briscoe, the orb. Bowler, of course. What else? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, we can't miss this one with Breakstone and Socrates. <laughs> she claims she is she is obsessively in love with me. I'm sorry. You'll forgive me for laughing. <laughs> You're not laughing. Trust me, I am in the inside. <laughs> I also like the last uh, quote: the when so- when Breakstone leaves Socrates behind. Breakstone, you gotta believe me, Ginger. 
Uh, all right. Well, nobody's done this one yet. Um, everybody knows the leak is frosted. That's Bakara. <laughs> <laughs> That's Baccarat. You stole my quote. <laughs> Oops. My secondary quote. <laughs> Um, I think that's all I got. Yep. Anyone else got runners up? Not the yeah. crystal. <laughs> Not the crystal. Nope. <laughs> 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 For God's sakes, put the gun down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, update. Uh, ginger montage is shockingly boring on Google. Just saying. So I don't even have safe search on. <laughs> um, Will, you're going to have to report back our, on how uh, U.S. Attorney Breakstone's porno is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> do a book report. Yeah, do a book report. Movie report. Yeah. Next episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> Beware. All right. Uh, so it's feedback time. Uh, who wants to read the first one? This is from Miss Mel Bouvier. I'll, I'll I read can read it. Or she can. Oh, oh. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> uh, Robin, you said it first, so you can get this one. <laughs> Kaylin, get the next one. I said it first. <laughs> mm, I'm sticking my tongue at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, she says, uh, now here's a true gem in the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. canon. Exploring the murky waters of Dixie Cousins' troubled pre-Briscoe past, I can't speak, (laughs) this is the episode that dares to ask if Dixie really is entirely reformed and if the pull of another man on her memory might be powerful enough to make her go astray. To be fair to Dix, the odds he stacks somewhat against her. It's her heretofore unknown ex-husband, Doc, who's the quarry, and Briscoe sets her up to sweet-talk him for information. Briscoe is determined to capture Doc, who's one of the men who killed Briscoe's father, but his mind is firmly on Dixie here, and he's utterly bedeviled by trust issues. (laughs) This is an episode that's jam-packed with plot developments and action. While Dixie feels torn between Doc's sweeping romantic ways and her love for Briscoe, Briscoe is busy, busy posing as Kansas Wiley Stafford to infiltrate what's left of Doc's gang. This involves tricking a fellow named Mongoose in a gun battle. I think I've heard this story before. Um, <laughs> continuing. Uh, somewhat similar to the way he tricked Pete into the shootout that led to Briscoe and Dixie's first encounter in the pilot. Oh, Pete. <laughs> it's um, long. It has been. But Doc's got an ace up his sleeve, and Briscoe just might lose the right to use his favorite alias permanently when he unleashes his surprise. It sounds like a Netflix description. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or a um, a ginger um, uh, plot. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, the orb plot moves along, and we learn that it has properties previously unexplored. And then there's the fact that Socrates pays heartily for the brief wild fling he had with romance back in the episode Deep in the Heart of Dixie when Rita Avnet, a former double Asian who blew up the Westerfield Club and romanced him for a cover, is released from prison. I feel like I'm reading Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> she starts looking for poor Sock, who's hiding at Bowler's mansion with Bowler's Lalique 
crystal collection. One of these things does not survive the episode, and I'll leave you to find out which one. We did. We did. We watched it. It was great. (laughs) What I won't leave secret is the fact that this episode, this is the episode where Briscoe and Dixie say the big L word to one another, and it's everything you'd expect from the show and its writing. (laughs) The best part of this romance is the utter maturity between the two of them, somehow combined with starry-eyed passion that's endearing and beautiful at the same time. The action, the acting and effects are pretty much top-notch, which a special mention going out to Chris Rich. He was mostly known for his soap opera work at the time and a brief stint on the cult hit sitcom The Charmings. I've got to check this out. Mm. Um, And here he captures a certain oily southern dandy creepiness in Doc that wouldn't be out of place in Tarantino's Django Unchained. Mm. A beautiful episode in the series' all-time top ten episodes and always worth a second look. Mm. Agreed. Thanks, Mel. No problem. All right. Uh, thank you very much for that. And now we've got Matt A. Hey. Hey. Sit on it. <laughs> Hello, Briscoe Tears. I hope you enjoyed your time off. I'm sending in feedback for episode... I don't know the number, but it's called AKA Kansas. And it gets off to a really exciting start, too. There's a guy being uh, chased, and Briscoe's doing the chasing. And it looks like this guy might uh, assassinate Dixie Cousins. I know Will was hoping that would happen. He <laughs> throat punches a guy, and he breaks in, and it's her ex-husband. What? And so far, this is a pretty uh, good start to the episode. But, oh my god, Bowler's house. This is amazing. <laughs> his lordship's residence, his starter home. He has a cabinet full of crystal. He's a butler named Reginald. We didn't get to see his kitchen. He was picking out tiles for his kitchen. We didn't get to see that, so that's a little disappointing. But anyway, back to the plot. Briscoe goes undercover as a bad guy in Doc McCoy's game because he wants to find out what the Doc is uh, up to, which is stealing a long-range weapon. Uh, uh, yeah, long-range, two miles. Because uh, McCoy wants to bomb a scientist government encampment with knockout gas so that he can steal the orb. When he could have just gone in and shot everybody, right? I mean, why why did you need the cannon? Seems rather elaborate and unnecessary. But Briscoe gets the orb, in a manner of speaking. His future self gets it. A little strange. I like that this episode advanced the orb mythology a little bit but honestly the best stuff in this one for me was all the other subplots i already mentioned boulder's house but then we have the socrates subplot where rita is back i didn't expect to see her again she's crazy (laughs) rejects her she pulls a gun on him then he drops boulder's crystal cabinet on top of her at first i was like yeah go socrates then I was thinking, oh, he should have at least had sex with her first. Just ask uh, George Costanza. The only thing better than conjugal sex is fugitive sex. <laughs> the only parts of this episode that I didn't like were the Doc Dixie scenes. I didn't care much about their relationship. I knew she wasn't going to run away with him. Her heart belongs to Briscoe. It also gave us one of the most horribly ADR'd scenes in this series, which is saying a lot. And that was that picnic scene. It was just <laughs> terrible. Overall, though, I really enjoyed this one. Boulder's house. Socrates has a stalker. He pushed a cabinet on her. Butler named Reginald. We got some orb stuff. Hologram Briscoe. No Pete. But I don't think we're going to see Pete again, guys. If we do, it's only going to be maybe one more time, and it's going to be in a subpar episode. So I think, you know, considering uh, all other Briscoe episodes, this is about as close to perfection as we're going to get from this show. So, 
grading on that curve, I'm gonna give this one 10 out of 10 gingers! Ginger! Thank you very much. This is what we're going to do for our sign-off today. Instead of saying goodbye, we're going to just yell, Ginger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should. I'll read that one because it's short. And I'm oh, Caitlin had, oh, Caitlin had dibs. It's okay, Mel. You can take it. I like long ones anyways. Oh, you do good. Matt's, uh, Matt's email or uh, voicemail reminded me, I think. Wasn't there a line in the episode, What's up, Doc? Yeah. Yeah, I yes. there was. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is from uh, Bob. The Grand. All right. This is one of my favorite episodes for a lot of reasons. Dixie sings a different song. <laughs> Doc McCoy is one of the better villains, just looking to pull off one last big job and sail off into the sunset. Literally. Rira Avnet is one of my favorite minor characters, and I've never expect and I never expected to see her return. Breakstone is hilarious as usual. He asks to be forgiven for laughing, and even gets a first name. <laughs> We get to see Bowler's house! <laughs> Those bounties certainly did add up. Bowler's butler, Reginald, gets to call Briscoe his lordship's fate, faith, <laughs> faithful companion. Sorry. Some great trick shooting by Briscoe. Poor mongrel, uh, mongoose, knows that Briscoe is in Kansas, but can't convince Doc. Future Briscoe reveals a bit more about the orb and takes one with him, leaving only one. Good math. <laughs> favorite, favorite, favorite quotes what's up doc and where's kansas just north of oklahoma <laughs> thanks bob thanks bob good day for me again yes congrats on finishing dexter oh yeah that's right um i can't imagine podcasting that last season of dexter twice <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty rough. All right, so next we got one from Harold. I hope you liked it. Hi, everyone. Hope you had a, a great vacation, and uh, welcome back. I'm calling you with my thoughts on Kansas. I thought that this was a, a thoroughly delightful episode. Uh, I really like uh, how they're building on previous episodes, uh, how uh, Breakstone has just become a, a, just a fantastic character for just a little comedic relief. I love the reveal of Lord Bowler's mansion and his manservant Reginald. And of course, uh, we've all been wondering uh, what's he, what has he been doing with all these uh, tremendous bounties that he was collecting, especially when, when we figured out, uh, you know, the uh, modern-day value of these ransoms. So, so now we know he's uh, uh, or bounties. Uh, now we know he's collecting uh, crystal and and uh, has this fabulous home. Uh, I'm always happy when Dixie is back, and I thought it was good to give her some complications, some backstory. I thought uh, Doc was uh, uh, a pretty decent villain, and uh, I liked the ending uh, with uh, Dixie and Briscoe. I'm not sure where it's going to go in, down the road, but for that one scene, I, I liked it. Uh, another thing I really liked was the uh, shooting contest and the use of the ricochets. For those of you who uh, don't remember, right around this time there was a very popular McDonald's commercial with uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird 
where they were uh, in a uh, shooting contest, you know, basketballs, not not guns, uh, and uh, taking all sorts of ridiculous shots, uh, fighting over a Big Mac. And so I, I think this was clearly based on that. Um, what I didn't care about, I really didn't care too much about what was going on with Socrates. I uh, don't care too much about the orb right now. And I'm not sure if they really sold me that Briscoe was uh, was that upset over uh, what was going on with Dixie. Uh, but it was still, it was pretty good. I, I'm going to give this one 9 out of 10 laughs on the inside and talk to you guys again in two weeks. Bye. Yay. Thanks, Harold. Um, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be so down on Dixie all the time. I mean, I like Dixie. I just don't like her and Briscoe together. <laughs> I like her as a character. I like how they bring each other down. Yeah, they 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 just bring everything down. <laughs> they just honestly, honestly I, every romance seems to bring the show down a little bit. You're like, oh, it does, yeah. And we don't need it. <laughs> yeah, it's not compelling. It's not fun. No. If it was like a, I don't know, like a Crystal Hawks, maybe, maybe that'd be fun. But it's still kind of disappointing when she kissed him at the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think a bowler romance could be fun. Yes. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, you want to read oh, this one? Yes. No, I'll read I, it. I, <laughs> no, I get to read it in a Castilian accent. <laughs> Castilian. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Just for you, Victor. It's, okay. It's Victor. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. Okay. <laughs> you committed. <laughs> I know. I just have to get in the get in the mode. Just let me think about this for one second. Just in- inject your tongue with some uh, Novocaine. Every lord, yeah. Every lord needs a mana, and Buller is no exception. <laughs> yeah. I finally get to see the palatial mansion he calls home, complete with English butler and collection of fine crystal, <laughs> although not for long. <laughs> <laughs> You can just tell me if it's like really horrible and you need me to stop. It, it works. Hilarious. The worse it gets, the better it is. <laughs> that too. This is another Dixie episode, and I am really starting to wish that they had cast the comedic actress in that role. <laughs> Some Danny's mid 1990s version of Zooey Deschanel may have been better suited for the part. <laughs> we also get another dose of Sophocles. His psychotic ex girlfriend has busted out of prison and is really eager to rekindle their old affair. Really, really eager, as in this woman could have been in the inspiration for fatal attraction. <laughs> and when Sophocles tries to weasel out of his predicament, he is his usual inept self. He solicits the help of the U.S. eternal Ginger Brickstone. Ginger? I suppose his parents had a sense of humor that he didn't inherit. Although Sophocles didn't, doesn't sway Brickstone, he is successful in tipping off Rita about his betrayal. <laughs> Lord Buller is outstanding in this episode, although he makes the mistake of letting Sophocles house it for him. By now he should know that while disasters seem to follow Sophocles everywhere, he himself is immune. Sophocles seems to be a carrier, always escaping unscathed while everything around him turns to ashes. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> it comes with the whole thing, okay? <laughs> and so Bowler's crystal and porcelain are sacrificed to save Sophocles from Rita. The appearance of the orb does a nice bit of foreshadowing that the story arc is going to become a little strange. It's funny that Briscoe has complained that everybody, everyone talks about the orb and riddles, but now he can add himself to that list. Future Briscoe wasn't very forthcoming with details about the orb, although present Briscoe didn't exactly pump him for more information either. You'd think he would have had at least as his future self if Disky had if Dixie <laughs> <laughs> Dixie <laughs> 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 more future 
have been running around. But despite Dixie and Thoughtfully, this was an overall very good episode. <laughs> <laughs> it had some wonderful bullet moments, Ginger Breakstone, Future Pazisco, <laughs> the Orb, <laughs> and I also earned... <laughs> <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> no, she's broken. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> and they also earned the one point bonus for Bowler Manor, so I will give it a nine crack crystal out of ten. Regards, Victor. Oh Yay. my god. Yay. Yay. Sorry, I almost died <laughs> in there. Is your tongue getting numb at the end? Uh. Well, I was just laughing so hard I couldn't. <laughs> that was about ninety percent uh, Castilian, nine uh, percent Transylvanian, and one one percent Miss Cleo. It's hard. <laughs> All right. Now uh, let's see if Moira can top that. <laughs> Sent from my iPhone. Oh, I like this one. Dixie and Bowler and Briscoe all working together and getting the job done. I thought the visit from future Briscoe was really kind of a neat twist. But since we know the um, series only lasts a couple of years, it makes me wonder if we're ever going to actually find out everything that we need to find out about the orb. I really hope so. Um, I love the fact that Lord Bowler ends up having this palatial home. <laughs> Um, because we've been making comments all along about how much money they're making on these bounties. Like $5,000 back then was a whole huge wad of cash. So I'm glad to see that the gentleman has invested his money wisely and gotten himself some solid real estate. <laughs> that and a butler. I think that's hilarious. Um, and I thought it was funny the way he's going on about his Lalique and Baccarat crystal. And oh my god, that's just really funny. Um... Socrates, uh, you know, he's supposed to be comic relief, but I just find him a little over the top. Um, and it's okay, but I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but if, if you weren't in the episode, I think the episode would have trundled along just fine. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, enjoyed it. Uh, nice little sci-fi twists are always kind of cool. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I quite like this one. I think I will give it um, hmm, 8 out of 10 tri- time-traveling cowboys. <laughs> uh, until next time. Bye. Thanks, Moira. Thank you, Moira. Woo! Moira. You're, you're, you're too hard on Sophocles. <laughs> <laughs> he was great this time. Sophocles. No <laughs> bad, it's... Sophocles. Suffering sucking hash. Alright, who wants to read from uh, M. Marie? I'll do it. Alright. Uh, okay. This feedback is going to be sent about 10 minutes after the deadline. Do I still get partial credit? That deadline was bullshit, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make this long, but first, welcome back, guys. Looking forward to hearing about your adventures on holiday. Yay. Second, regarding Briscoe, I feel very vindicated in our money con <laughs> in our money conversion after seeing Bowler's humble abode. I love this reveal. So perfect down to the crystal, which Briscoe so rudely went to the cabinet and messed with, and the butler Reginald. Just don't mess with my crystal, Bowler says. <laughs> I wonder how it's going to end. <laughs> 
Okay, abrupt email conclusion here. I must get this off if there's going to be a slight chance of making the cut. <laughs> Cheers, and Marie. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, the uh, the recording was delayed a, a day, so you yeah. you're fine. Sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and our final one is from the ever excited uh, Seamus. Seamus. Right. Watch him hate this one. Huh. <laughs> Hello, intro to Briscoe. This is Seamus coming to us the coming to you with his thoughts of AKA Kansas. What fantastic episode! Lots of great stuff. Even Dixie was good in this episode, mostly because of the end. It was, you know, as much as I'm saying I'm not a big fan of romance in this show, it, it worked for me. You know, it worked for me. But again, I think I made this point a couple weeks ago, and maybe maybe not. I don't know. That it seems like every week they thought they might be canceled because this could have. Like, again, they, they certainly left something open, but that could have easily been the end. I don't know. Um, let's talk about the best part of this episode, though. Briscoe goes into Buller's house, and he's and the manservant, or whatever the hell his name was, was like, Ah, you're Buller's traveling companion. I'm like, yes, this man has it right. This man knows what's going on in this show. Bravo. Bravo, sir. And I love this stuff with uh, Briscoe interacting with his future self. I'm sure that may or may not come back up in the future, which really means I don't remember. Awkward. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, Socrates was great in this episode the, when he talked to the general whatever guy where he was just like, I'm laughing on the inside. That was great. You can tell the writers had fun with this show. Ah, great. Um, God, I really don't have much more to say. It's, it's weird that when I really like an episode, I can't really say much more than, this was good. This was great. So, oh, man, dude, this was just like, this was a nice pizza. It's fantastic pizza. So that's all for this time. Faithful intro to Briscoe County Urs. So until next time, aw, yeah. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Seamus. I like how this episode was. <laughs> uh, what were the topics? Yeah, Seamus. Get back to us. Get back to us, yeah. And let us know the topics. Mm-hmm. It better be like a works pizza or like all ingredients pizza. <laughs> um. It has to have all the ingredients. Yeah. Alright. Oh, I should look up what the next episode is. AKA Oklahoma. <laughs> All the states. Deep in the heart of Socrates. <laughs> it's Bounty Hunters Convention. Is it? Yep. Okay. You got there before I did. The third the third title was Again. A, a true title. <laughs> Again, Robin's proven his worth. I know. He's a better host than I am. <laughs> I just have IMDB open. <laughs> <laughs> so does Matt! <laughs> I'm just slower. He was like scrolling through like he was on like some actors like uh, Did he get distracted by some like cat photos? <laughs> yeah, he got distracted by funny photos. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, so the next episode, yes, is Bounty Hunters Convention. Predictions. I guess we're going to see a lot of bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to be going after the same thing for some reason. Well, Have you guys ever watched Chuck? No. no. Yeah. Okay, there's like some scenes where there's like kind of like spy and arms conferences or something. Oh, so there's yeah. one where Chuck is like presenting his new, like, I don't know, spy agency. This is what I imagine it's going to be like. 
So Thanks. only people who have seen this episode will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. My gosh, they the last season, especially the very ending, they did it so well. Oh. Uh, I always it wanted to go back. Do an intro cast. <laughs> Do an intro cast, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, next episode will take place completely at Moss Eisley. Right. <laughs> and instead of Oba Baba Tunde, it will guest star Boba Baba Tunde. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Will. Boba Fett. <laughs> what? What? Will, what do you got to plug? Yes. Uh, nothing. Uh, down below, Babylon Five podcast. We just started season two, so Bruce Botsleitner finally showed up. We don't have to keep that secret anymore. Hopefully, I didn't <laughs> spoil anybody just now. Um, <laughs> so the show is getting really good now. Great, uh, Robin. What do you got? Uh, I am on Intro to X at introtox.com. Um, uh, it's been pretty much the same cast. <laughs> <laughs> When's uh when's uh, Redemption cast coming back? Oh uh, well, we're waiting for potential cast to get done with Buffy, and they're about halfway through the sixth season, so they have a season and a half to go. But uh, I have hopes that it'll be a you know a nice 2015 uh, get back in Angel again. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe I'll be ready to watch it by then. Should, oh, you yeah. should! It's awesome. We should rewatch Angel Matt, and then mm-hmm. I can like follow along the podcast because I can't remember the show. Yeah. Really I don't want to show. rewatch Buffy, though, sorry. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I like Angel better. Well, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been watching Buffy again. Alright. Um, so, yeah. I guess we'll see you all next time for uh, Bounty Hunters Convention where Briscoe and Fuller will trade tips and tricks with the other professionals in their industry. Oh, <laughs> sweet. I can't wait. All right. See it's going to be like a job fair. Yep. <laughs> see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Ginger. Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks' time for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbrisco at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash introbrisco. Also... We're on them newfangled Twitters at IntroBrisco, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbrisco.blogspot.ca. When I became of age, my mother called me to her side. She said, son, you're growing up now. Pretty soon you'll take a bride. And then she said, just because you become a young man now, you still some things that you don't understand. Shop around, I won't.